0: (laughs) It's, like, so hot in the valley today. Oh, the back of my legs are already sweaty. It's It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great.
1: Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest super entertainment news. We love TV,
0: movies, and superheroes. So let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard, and my name is Mike
1: Royer. And this week, Han is down to a solo director. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I was work- I had to work a lot on that one this week actually to figure out that one. Uh, we're also going to figure out where the Spider-Man and Venom movies exist. Where- yes. Who- who's where? Uh, Jurassic World Two returns to a fallen kingdom. It's, that's the new title and more. <laughs> yeah i
0: know that one was less creative i was just like well no they kind of gave that yeah. one to you yeah
1: well yeah I, I had to have a really bad one in there somewhere like, i can't <laughs> they can't all be zingers buddy okay <laughs> so we'll go with that but yeah here we are another week another uh summer day as we were just yes, talking before summer this. it is
0: hot i just looked at the temperature up here in the valley of los angeles 105 degrees wow. i am very very warm <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is warm. I mean, we're not Phoenix warm where it's like 120. And oh like yeah, they, they they grounded all flights because it was too hot. Oh, but man, like- I
0: didn't know they did that. I saw some pictures online where people were putting thermometers in their dashboard while they were baking cookies at 250 degrees and my mind went two different places like wow that's really really hot but that's not hot enough to cook cookies you got to get up to like 350 to bake cookies in your oven you got to get a little hotter here in arizona well
1: they're not i guess they're not baking cookies if you just like (laughs) like eat raw cookie dough (laughs) and warmed up a little bit Mm. Mm, delicious but yeah i mean there are parts of of the country that are just on fire but i did know flights were were canceled in arizona and the um, mailboxes are melting like, so, um, you know, 105 is great. It's 80 here in in the Midwest. A nice breezy, non um, humid one. So,
0: well, we've been we've been telling everyone for a long time now on the show. It pays off to be an inside cat. If you don't have the desire to go outside, you don't have to worry about the weather.
1: That's right. That's right. And you can start your own podcast and just sit in <laughs> front of your computer and talk. And and you never have to go outside. You just sit there and do that. So,
0: you know, exactly. I like the way you're thinking, Chris.
1: Exactly. It's, it's all up here. It's all up here. But uh, in the other time, I mean, Mike, what have you been up to this week? Anything good? We've we've not really talked a whole lot, so.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously there was some kind of shocking news that dropped this week that we'll be talking about here shortly, but last week when we were talking on the podcast, as soon as we wrapped up, I dashed off to Universal Studios Hollywood where they were doing this preview night for this new light show Mm -hmm. at the Hogwarts Castle over there, which I was kind of confused what it was going to be because they don't give you a whole lot of context of what you're about to watch because I have seen light shows before at, like, Disneyland where they kind of project a show on, like, a a stream, like a a mist cloud, which is kind of cool because it almost kind of looks like a really big hologram. So that's kind of cool. And, like, you know, other light shows, you kind of, like, think of, like, oh, fireworks, those are kind of – so – Uh, What it was is they had these really, like, high-end, like, projectors that would project, like, a scene onto the Hogwarts castle at night, and they had... they must have, like, done the telemetry and, like, angles perfectly, because... The viewing audience was roughly all looking at the same angle, so at night they could almost project light onto the castle and make it look like it was transforming. It was really cool. Like, And they got so down to the nitty-gritty where it, they made it look like blocks in the castle were like sliding in and dropping away. And like ma- they were magically moving out of the way and you could see staircases on the inside. It was crazy impressive. It was super cool um it's maybe about like a 5 minute like show where it's the voice of the sorting hat coming over these loudspeakers basically almost kind of doing like a theatrical showing of like different lights of like different houses and stuff like that so when they showed gryffindor they would show like um <laughs> like, I guess, what is it, a griffin, technically? Uh, yeah, yes, it's in the title. I, yeah, but, like, uh, the griffin would kind of, like, fly, like, kind of over the surface of the castle. And then when they did slither and it would kind of, like, slither through. It was really cool. Uh, it, it was really it, it was really cool to experience. So um, I guess maybe they're going to make it a regular thing. So I, I imagine they would probably maybe do it at the Hogwarts Castle down in Florida, too. So if you get a chance to visit a Harry Potter world soon, I guess maybe plan to stay until the evening so that was cool so that was fun that was probably as as extra nerdy Mm -hmm. as i got but uh, i got some butterbeer on that day and there you go it was a solid sunday man uh i've heard you've been enjoying the outdoors as well with uh, a nerdy a nerdy thing attached to you
1: exactly so this week uh, pokemon go has launched a new gym mechanic and Mm -hmm. a new uh called raiding and raids are available if you're like at a certain level like like it's not open to everybody yet they're still kind of not beta testing but like roll like tiered rollouts kind of thing uh-huh. and um, I found out I'm, I'm in the that tier so I've been able to go out and explore the new gyms uh, mechanics and uh, do some raids which allows you to catch some super rare Pokemon uh, at higher levels oh and, nice and it's been it's been it's been really fun uh, the new gym mechanic if uh, you played before I mean we, we played yeah, last summer
0: yeah from what I remember I don't really whole I don't wholeheartedly remember like how like you would hold a gym or take over a gym, but as far as I remember, it was like you would just tap on the screen to fight the Pokemon and like you would like swipe left to right to dodge.
1: Yeah, so so those those uh, attack, they're like quick attacks, charge attacks, and dodge mechanics are still in play, but beforehand, it was like you could, you trained at a gym and you leveled it up. It could level up from one to ten, uh-huh. and then the Pokemon in there would be arranged from the weakest to the, the strongest. So Uh you'd have to essentially gauntlet these Pokemon, and hopefully you didn't die. And each time you beat one, you'd chip it away, and and so on and so forth. Well, now it's more like the game. There can only be six Pokemon in a gym. Uh You can only have one of each type. That way some people can't load it up with, like, super strong overpowered types. Can't just be a bunch of Dragonites. (laughs) Can't be Dragonites. Can't be a bunch of... uh, The new ones are Tyranitars and Blisseys for people who Uh, play. Oh, okay. Like, you know, there are the overpowered ones that are in there, so... Uh, you can only have one of those in there, and then, um, you know, you can spin, actually, gems like Pokestops and get new, like, gem items from them. Oh, cool. And then every so often, the gems turn into raids where, like, this all the Pokemon are essentially booted out, and this egg appears with a countdown timer. When the timer gets done, the egg quote-unquote hatches, and this super rare or, like, high-powered Pokemon where you would need, essentially, a group of people to take down appears. Oh. And so, like the one across the street for me, the, the local gym, it's not been very strong, but they've had like uh, higher power evolutions of like the starter Pokemon. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen some Magmars and so on and so forth at some of them. So um, I, this this new mechanic, I guess, gives gyms more to do than just sit there and be like, "Well, we've got it level ten; no one's going to take this today." Kind uh-huh. of thing. So uh, I, I really enjoy that mechanic, and I've got out and got some new stops and, and played with the new items a little bit more and. It's it's been it's been a great experience for this past week. Um. I guess on a year-old game, it needed a little bit of a, a, fresh update. So yeah,
0: but basically, it sounds like uh, that's how you get us outside is you incorporate uh, pop yeah. culture into it, and that's that's how we'll we'll go out into the fresh air.
1: Exactly. I mean, I, again, I, it got me out of the house. It was more like nine at night, you know, so I'm more like a night cat. <laughs> like, like the an sun alley was cat.
0: down, you didn't have to worry about the the UV rays and sunscreen.
1: No, no, not at all. All the stores were closed. Sadly, couldn't couldn't stop in for some ice cream, but it was it was very nice. So. So that's that's been my I guess some of my weekend uh, a little bit, but um, uh, and I also saw a movie which we're going to talk about later as well. Yeah. So so that's that's it. But you know, first and foremost, we haven't talked a lot about this, Mike. But we're going to jump into our news here. Probably the biggest thing a lot of people want to know what our thoughts are on this. Yes. Is the Star Wars Han Solo 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 movie <laughs> solo cut movie? I I don't know what it is anymore, but. The Han Solo film, the directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, have left the film. Yes. Um, They have, um, whether they were fired, let go, quit on their own volition, too many reports say everything under the sun. But between them, an official release from Star Wars, including Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and Kathleen Kennedy, they have left the project, and a new director uh, has been hired already. So.
0: Yeah, and it's this is almost like two parts of news, so like at the beginning of the week, we got the news that Lord and Miller were out, which was a big deal on many levels, because before we even get to the replacement, I mean, they were so far into the principal photography of this movie, this is pretty unprecedented, I mean, people are really starting to, to talk about how are they even going to credit the movie, like who is going to get that director tag up there on the screen, because... They've done a lot of work on this movie, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, we don't know how much that's been. I've seen a lot of articles because in the, I guess, the Director's Guild, um, if you filmed over 90% of the movie that is used in the final cut but less than 100, you're entitled to create a director's cut. um, Yeah,
0: they get, like, the rights to um, do an unaltered – edit of the movie i believe so yeah. without the studio interfering to kind of prove like hey this is actually the movie we can make you yeah. know they, they without your hands on they it. don't
1: have the the studio does not have to release it but they do have the opportunity to make one
0: yeah um, but i believe they were i guess if that's the 90 a range we're going on here i think they were up to 75 percent because what they were about three months into filming, and they were, what, scheduled for four months, I believe? Obviously, you know, there's schedule reshoots built into it, mm-hmm. the schedule, but... So, what, they were, like, 75% of the way there, so they were getting close to that 90%.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't... It, to me, I don't know. The, what I thought of when this came to mind was the same thing just happened to Justice League, mm-hmm. and um, who knows how much of that's going to get changed and who's going to get the director's credit. Uh, and the same thing here, but, like, I mean... When when Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who we both enjoy their their work, uh, mm-hmm. are are left or been booted from this movie, whichever one it may be, uh, Mike, what what do you think? Like how how did that how did you feel when you heard that news? Like what what was the first reaction there?
0: It's okay, so it's unfortunate because like we said, we really like them. They launched this basically this Lego universe. That's going to end up making, you know, it's already made billions of dollars. I don't even have to look it up. I just know that, you know, the Lego movies so far have netted a bill. So they they have this amazing, like, sense of humor that they, they bring to the table, which I would assume maybe that's the problem that the the studio might have had with this cut of han solo like uh, i've heard reports that maybe some people thought it was getting too zany or or i specifically using the word zany which is really weird but like that would be fun i have no problem with that like this doesn't have to be like dark and, like, brooding, like, you know, Rogue One kind of was. You know, that kind of fits the theme with what's going on there. They all die at the end of it. But this is, like, Han Solo. He's, like, fun. Like, he's funny. He's, like, a scamp, and he, like, runs around. And I imagine he was even more like that when he was younger. So I really am sad that we aren't going to be able to see their vision. But it's, like, why can't Disney – like, it seems like these big studios that are in charge of these big franchises, they just just can't sit back and let a director do – what they want to do, I mean, and I guess, you know, sometimes it could be for the benefit of the project, but I feel like you got to be able to trust these guys, they're a directing team coming from a big movie like the Lego movie, like, I just don't understand why can't you trust these guys, and I guess I would be a little bit more nervous if, like, this was Phil Lord and Chris Miller directing, like, a solid Star Wars numbered movie, like Star Wars 9, I would be like, whoa, okay, that's my big Star Wars movie, be careful with that movie, don't mess that up, but I was like, We were already kind of nervous about a Han Solo movie to begin with when we talked about it like a year ago because it's like, oh, do we really want to recast Han Solo and do we want to see what he was like before he was in the movies? So I don't know. I don't know, Chris. How are you feeling? Uh,
1: To to put it bluntly, and and this may offend some of our fans, I don't give a fuck. Um, (laughs) uh, Han Solo is not a movie anybody wanted. Nobody Mm -hmm. was clamoring we need a Han Solo prequel movie. Uh, I think the only reason we're getting it is because he was killed off in the last Star Wars movie. So mm-hmm. they like, well, we can't use Harrison Ford anymore, but let's keep the character going in in perpetuation and revisit these. Um, what happened last time we did a Star Wars prequel movie? I mean, not a, not a New Hope or not not um, Rogue One, but the prequels that you know tried to shoehorn where everything was in Star Wars up to the point we met them. So, yeah, like, it's
0: kind of like how many more times are we gonna get the blue milk reference in a movie? Like, hey, look,
1: blue milk. Blue milk. <laughs> well, I mean, even like if you look at Star Wars Episode Three, the way it ties up its loose ends, it has to run into A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, we already met Chewbacca in Episode Three. We know where he came from and why he knows Yoda. Which, why would he know Yoda? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like this movie is is trying to fill a need that no one really wanted. Whenever there are movies that people do want to see, like an obi-wan movie or a darth maul movie even
0: yeah and one thing that it's just like really unfortunate like you know if if people are thinking of these movies they're as like standalone star wars stories they get to be their own unique thing almost as like filler in between our big star wars event movies why can't disney just like let the reins down and just be like hey this is just a standalone movie just let them have fun and do what they want to do and make a fun movie but then there's also that other side of the the aisle where I guess originally Rogue One, the, they were going to have all of the characters survive and not die. But then it sounds like the studio did make the hard choice that maybe was a benefit to the movie and went with the more brutal ending of killing them all off. So maybe sometimes the studio's decision isn't so, so awful, but so, it's
1: hard. So I think – I mean that you're taking a big assumption here that the studio had problem with the people. Maybe the people oh, yeah. had a problem with the movie. Um, to me, from the reports I have read, or at least believe, because everyone has an opinion on this or something, uh-huh. is that I'm going to go with the Entertainment Weekly because we we usually use them a little more. Is that they were Lord Miller were actually going off script in what they were filming. So uh-huh. if you were backing a a, a billion dollar property, a multi billion dollar property, and, and your directors who you've worked with were going off script, Mike, would you be okay with that? I mean, like I get loosening the reins and letting be like you know letting them do their thing, but if they're doing their own thing without you know following what you all agreed upon to begin with, I
0: mean I guess it just depends. I mean, okay, look at it this way: when I go and get a haircut, I know you're like, okay, where are you going with this? When I go and get a haircut, I just say like, hey, this is kind of what I want. Uh, but I don't really know what to do. I don't know anything about haircuts, uh, cut it to make it look good. I don't know anything about haircuts. And then especially when they get to the back of my head, they always ask me if I want to round out the neck or if I want it to be a straight line. And I just tell them, I never see it. (laughs) I never look back there. Tell me how it should be cut. So I feel like there should be some level of just like, if you want to add some extra stuff into the movie, you know, that could be cool. Um, it just seems really weird,
1: but, but do you, you have to ask for permission before you do it? Yeah, I guess it's just there's always going to be that struggle
0: between, like, the man and the creative part of it, which I think goes into who they went to hire to replace Lord Miller.
1: Well, I mean, before we get there, I think, I think Lord Miller, they, they've not said anything bad about it. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone agreed this is, okay, look, you want to make a, a, your comedy movie. You're known for comedy movies. If you pull up their uh, filmography, I mm-hmm. mean, the movies they have directed were Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, 21 and 22 Jump Street and the Lego movie. Yeah, those are. I love all of those and, movies. <laughs> and those, are, those are great comedy movies. Would you call them zany at some points? Yeah, I, I suppose okay. zany would be a good description. I think Han Solo is not a funny character. He's not funny, but the situations he gets himself in and how he reacts to those are the funny parts. And I'm stealing that from from friend of the show, Brian Smith. But mm-hmm. I don't think a comedy Han Solo movie is what we needed. But I think the replacement, in my mind... Is going to give us a good Han Solo movie. It, it's it's uh yeah it's hard to say because
0: uh, Ron Howard he mm. seems to be a, a professional is the way I've seen him describe. He's a very professional uh, actor. I uh, director I mean
1: yes a, a director. I mean the thing is I don't know if Lord Miller have won any Academy Awards, <laughs> but Ron Howard has. Um, but he's also I don't know I don't think he's gonna go back and film refilm the whole movie. I don't think they're stopping. And restarting the whole process. Do you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah, well, because I feel like uh, Lord Miller, they are accomplished directors, so I feel like what they have made so far is good. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine maybe with the reshoots that are scheduled, that I'm sure they're gonna use every single second, <laughs> and the you know quote unquote month that they have left. You know, yeah, I, I think the movie could end up turning out well because. Hey, when's the last time this kind of happened? It was Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, Edgar Wright wanted to make his Ant-Man movie. He wanted to make an Edgar Wright movie with Ant-Man in it. And then Marvel Studios didn't like the way it was coming out, so they brought in Peyton Reed, and we ended up with a with a good movie. Um, uh, it would have been really interesting to see what Edgar Wright's version of Ant-Man would have been, and I think it still would have been good. But so I don't know. There's so I think there's just so many outcomes that could come out of this. We could just like talk about it forever because there's so many ways it could go.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I mean, Man I think is is an okay example. But I mean, uh, Edgar Wright never filmed anything. He never actually entered production. Uh, whereas I'm gonna look back to Superman two. If 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 I don't I don't know if you know the history of the Superman one and two movies. Mm-hmm lay down. But uh, Richard Donner was originally, the, he directed the first one, and they kind of made the second one, like, back-to-back because they're one big, long story, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in the middle of Superman 2, there was, um, you know, some some behind-the-scenes stuff that happened, and Richard Donner was not invited back, uh, but wasn't told that production was continuing on the movie. Mm-hmm. So they got Richard Lester in to finish Superman 2, and he had to finish, like, a certain percentage of it to get Donner's name off of it, but now we have the Richard Donner cut later on. But like, you know, this is not the first time it's happened in uh, comic book movies, uh, especially. Well, no one's. I think a lot of people um, like Superman one and two. I think I think Superman two has a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't have it off the top of my head, but it. It's, a lot of people know the first two Superman movies and and they like them. So I think I don't think this is a bad. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it'll be just fine. And if we didn't live in the age of internet and, and <laughs> using Google Earth to look at the images of the sets overhead as that they're making the movies, <laughs> we would never have known this, would, this happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem with uh, Ron Howard coming in. He seems like a good guy guy to maybe clean up and keep this production from going crazy without its two directors anymore Mm -hmm. Um, he has great movies under his belt he has mediocre movies under his belt but it it seems like there's been a groundwork established I hope this turns out well but like you said before it's a Han Solo prequel movie Uh, I'm not really chomping at the bit to see what he was like I don't really care how he met – I don't really care how he met Chewbacca, you know?
1: There are definitely other characters I think we're more interested in than mm-hmm. than seeing Han Solo. And it's so – I think Han Solo is such a very touchy movie now that the character is officially killed off in the mm-hmm. future films. Because, like, do you if, – if he dies and, you know, he dies because of his, like, you know, his son who's turned to the dark side and then you go back and just show him being stupid and silly and crazy – does that sully his legacy a little bit I, I don't know so that's it's a very touchy i think a very touchy film to go to this this close after his yeah. uh, his character's demise even though he's yeah. he's not real
0: overall it is unfortunate though because i like phil lord and chris miller a lot
1: mm-hmm. well that's okay because they may actually return to a project they had left to do han solo with the flash for dc Oh,
0: okay. So now I'm 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 changing my tune a little bit. Now I'm getting a little excited.
1: Okay, so they originally were. I think they wrote the original treatment for the Flash, which has been scrapped, and they they did a page one rewrite. But you know this this whole thing, it's not like this breakup for Hansel happened overnight, and they had to go do it. You know, we have to put out, we we're happening right now. We have to put out a press release in 15 minutes after it happens. It was obviously a long you know talk between the directors and the studio kind of thing. And uh, in that meantime, Lord Miller have been reported to go meet with DC again to maybe return to The Flash, since The Flash doesn't have a director and doesn't really have anything going on for it right now, other than the fact (laughs) we keep saying, will it happen? Kind of thing. Yeah,
0: that that would be kind of crazy if Warner Brothers like, okay, I see you guys crawling back now, or maybe Warner Brothers was just like, holy shit, you guys are free. It's kind of like when a, when a girl finally breaks up with a guy, and you're just like, she's free, she's single. Call her as soon <laughs> as possible. Send her yeah. that text message. Send her those emojis. Yeah. We gotta get her back on this train.
1: We, we gotta we gotta we gotta pretend we're there for them. We know you're in a restaurant, <laughs> We're there for you. Kind of deal, Um, and you know, I think Lord Miller have a great deal set with Warner Brothers. They are doing, they are producers on all the Lego projects going forward, including the Mm -hmm. Unikitty show. So Warner Brothers knows them; they work with them already. I don't assume there's any bad blood, Um, and and you know, DC needs a win. DC needs needs to get a win. So getting Lord Miller back might be some great publicity. For everybody involved in this, and yeah. we'll just forget this this replacement ever happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, and especially after uh, Wonder Woman, I mean, that was a great that was a great outing at the beginning of the summer. Get Phil Lord and Chris Miller back for the Flash. You know, hopefully, Justice League turns out really, really well at the end of the year, and maybe DC will finally get back on the back on the
1: on the tracks. Well, that, that's what we can hope for. Um, so, I've got a little bit of interesting news on the Justice League front. Uh, We we know that uh, Joss Whedon has taken over uh, directing responsibilities, Uh um, and he's kind of handling that, and they have a new composer in Danny Elfman. But, you know, we're getting close to November, Mike, and and DC likes to remind us what movies they have because (laughs) they don't have anything in 2018 until Aquaman in December. So I think a trailer number two is coming, and uh, if this source who saw a trailer two and reported it scene for scene, is to be believed we may get our return of Superman in the next trailer. No,
0: Chris, he's supposed to be dead. We all saw
1: him die. Yeah, well, that's that's not even the best part of this. And by best part, I mean the most groan-worthy part of this, Mike, is that at the end of the trailer, Batman's driving towards something, and a black-suited, mullet-laden, red-eyed, evil Superman lands in front of him. Oh God, the mullet! Oh, do you God. want they, to see another Batman mullet? Superman fight? Like, do we need to see him <laughs> fight again? I don't know, man. Oh man,
0: I gotta put my trust in Joss Whedon that he's just gonna find a way to just. The funny thing is, is you can put you can put Superman, you can put Henry Cavill with red eyes on the screen in a black suit with a mullet, and make it cool. As long as everything around him like makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like Joss Whedon, out of anybody, he could like make that work. So hopefully he can he can uh, he can make us look forward to that. But trailer uh, trailer two would make sense uh, coming up soon. So the, the very first footage that we got was technically that Comic Con trailer last year. Yes. So we've we've been sitting on that for a while, and then we finally got that first official trailer. Um, that was really December hype yeah Yeah, that was basically the Aquaman on the Batmobile trailer that was hype that was exciting Um, so uh, maybe trailer wonder if trailer number two if they're going to cut it in a specific way to try to reflect the changes that might be coming to the movie Uh, I don't know I don't know how much has been done Is has Joss Whedon technically
1: been putting in work on this movie yet? Yeah, yeah, he's been working with them since March. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so is, is this not him just coming in and rearranging so, again overnight, like like most reports, most people assume reports happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this breakdown, this rumored uh, breakdown, gives us the whole trailer. and It's a lot of action stuff and a lot of people not getting along yet again. Like build, like a team's not really there yet. We're not a family yet. Kind of thing, uh, but like I think that the biggest part of Walking Away is it ends after the the Justice League <laughs> title <laughs> with this whole evil smirk from Batman, and I, and I guess evil might be good. He may be wanting to fight it, but I mean, I'm just, do you, do you? How do you think Superman's gonna come back? I know the ground shook at the end of the last one. Do you think the this, the this Steppenwolf character, the villain who who was part of this Doomsday creation is going to bring Superman back and they're going to have to fight Superman until... I
0: I assume there's some sort of magical, unexplained things that these mother boxes can do, kind of like the Tesseract did in the Avengers. You know, they basically made a Hawkeye bad by using the Tesseract. So this is basically kind of using the same thing. And I guess we can't really necessarily groan at that. And we didn't really groan at that so much in the Avengers because the Avengers was an awesome fucking movie. Mm -hmm. And we were able to look over that kind of Loki pokey stick that he used to take over Hawkeye. Well, that
1: later became an Infinity Stone in and of itself
0: yeah so maybe it's gonna be with these mother boxes. Maybe the mother boxes can control heroes and make them evil. but yeah, you brought up a good point. Is this gonna be another Batman Superman fight? Is this gonna be be a way to redeem the last movie? I don't know. there's there man, these first two bits of news that we've been talking about this this is crazy <laughs>
1: uh, it's it's just I have no idea like what do we believe right now? There are a lot of rumors and things and like. We just need facts, Mike. We need cold, <laughs> hard statistics. And I think Wonder Woman is going to give us some cold, hard statistics because, obviously, we love the film. The film's doing great. I think it just crossed the $600 uh, million mark at the, nice the job, Worldwide Diana. Box Nice job, Diana. And it is now, I believe, the number one, the highest grossing live action movie from a female director in, that's, in the world.
0: That's rad. That's so cool. I love that man.
1: Yeah, so it's that. I don't think. I don't think. I think. Um, uh, it was not number one this weekend. So, uh, it it didn't make it. It didn't make it number one this weekend. But um, you know, I think it's still gonna. I still think it's got what we call, what we talked about. Legs. It's got legs. Yes. To, to- it's got
0: legs. Uh, I think it's got to compete with um, competing with Transformers this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I think it's competing with Minions 3 next weekend maybe. Yes. And and then, of course, I think the thing that's really going to sweep the leg is, is going to be Spider-Man in, in two weeks. But it, I think it's it's been doing a great job.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, Transformers 5 uh, this weekend as well. Um, you know, nobody likes to admit they watch the movies, but people go watch them. So. <laughs> um, but Wonder Woman, great. Good on it. You know, congratulations. Good movie. Worth Worth every uh, accolade it's received so far, so so can't wait for the second one. But the DCEU Extended Universe for for the uninitiated there, uh, as a whole is not done. We have one more rumor for them. Um, okay, that Warner Brothers and DC may try to increase their film output to three or four per year. Um, Jeez, uh, coming up. I think this this is two things here. Um, mm-hmm. The success of Wonder Woman probably caught them off guard. <laughs> uh, I don't think they expected. I think they they were putting all their eggs on Justice League, and now with Joss mm-hmm. Whedon, it will probably have some some more some more faith there. But also, 2018 is a dry spell for Warner Brothers. Like, yeah, you like you just mentioned they have only Aquaman in production. Like, what what else can they do? Like, they, all they can do is produce movies now. So yeah, they gotta well, this- crank a few out.
0: Does this lead credence to this kind of idea we brought up a few weeks ago where, what was it, 2019 would be the year of the Batman movies?
1: I I, I don't know. I mean, knock on wood here, but, I mean, with Joss Whedon doing Batgirl, um, I I don't know because I don't think they, it counted on Wonder Woman being so well-received. Uh-huh. Like, they may try to push a Wonder Woman sequel in two years uh, rather than three years. I don't yeah, know.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was looking forward to that uh, year of the Batman and then, you know, follow that up with a Wonder Woman movie the following year. Uh, Yeah, because we could get Batgirl. We could get a standalone uh, Batman movie. Mm -hmm. We might get that Birds of... Prey movie. I don't. What was that called? Was it
1: Birds of Prey? I, uh, Birds of Prey. I believe so. the, that, the, the, the Har- girl, the
0: female lead. Yeah, the Harley Quinn, a Poison Ivy movie. And I think there was like one more, like a, a Nightwing well, movie. We, we possibly talk, we
1: talked about a possible Nightwing movie in, yeah. in the in the quote unquote wings, but with the Titans TV show taking off, that he may be relegated to. Yeah, like, that's a good point. The Titans good point, TV man. show. But uh, the rumor also holds that Hall H will hold a lot of answers for us next month. Ooh,
0: That's going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. Hall H always has some of the best news coming out of there. And luckily all the news is uh, willingly available. The footage, that's that's another hard thing to get. But usually somehow you find a way to get some sort of uh, sneaky cam footage.
1: Um, Being a house cat definitely has its advantages when you just (laughs) click the refresh button on YouTube every couple minutes. <laughs> um, but Hall H San Diego Comic Con next month. I believe we are three weeks away, Mike. Is that correct on your calendar?
0: Uh, we are getting closer. I'm very excited. Uh, Conan Conan O'Brien's going to be there again this week um, our, for that week. We submitted for our tickets for the raffle, and if we get in, we'll get some exclusive Conan pop vinyls, which will be really cool. Even though I don't nice. collect pop vinyls, I'll get to have Conan on my shelf as either, I think, Spider Man, The Flash. Uh, a White Walker, or
1: and I can't remember yeah, he what o- the fourth one was. They've done some every year. Um, I yeah. believe it's a Jedi. I believe yeah, it- that's right. You're right. Conan yeah. the Jedi. Yeah, and it's the movie Flash version, not the TV show Flash version. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, Mike had the, the um, I guess, nerve to share these with me and be like, you know what, Chris, <laughs> I might get these, and you won't. So, you can't have them. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not much on the Conan Pops, but I mean, I definitely think um, I, th- they look cool. They look awesome. Pop vinyls, my favorite thing, you know, I I actually bought some this weekend uh, for uh, my brother, Lord of the Rings ones, so.
0: Oh, yeah, we were at uh, over at our friend's last night who had just gotten those, and I got to hold
1: and play with the Balrog, that the, thing's huge. The Balrog is a huge six-inch vinyl, and, and it works with that, and. Uh, I I actually won a Twilight Ring Wraith that glows in the dark off a contest. Ooh, so cool. Um, I'm not I'm not as big a Lord of the Rings as, as he is, but I, I think I think it was very cool. So um, well, uh, whenever I give it to him, I will let you know which ones we got him. That way, awesome. In case he's listening, which he's probably not, he he won't know, but that's all right. And lastly, uh, I guess on. If we're talking about main DC characters, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, the cartoon movie, which I believe is a direct sequel to the animated series, um, mm-hmm. that hit the theaters, considered theatrical, we will get a Blu-ray version next month.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting. I think it's because I've, I've been hearing so much about Mask of the Phantasm lately, because it pops up in a lot of uh, conversations when it comes to Batman, because technically, like you said, it did get that theatrical release, so it's usually in the conversation when it comes to theatrical Batman. So it's been a long time since I've seen it. I think the last time I saw it, I was but a child, like mm-hmm. when the animated series was airing. So I didn't have any sort of like maturity in me to kind of look at the movie critically. <laughs> so I would love to go back and watch that movie and uh, 1080p high def Blu ray and maybe see what the special features are on the movie. Do
1: you, do you have a Blu ray player, Mike?
0: You know what? I do. And it is it is old. I mean, it's not, like, old. It's not, like, the first Blu-ray player's ever made. But, you know, Blu-ray's been around for a long time now, even though it seems like new technology. I think so I just kind of have – I just have, like, a mid-cycle Blu-ray player that's, like – I think I paid, like, 90 bucks for it. It's just old and slow. It's like a Sony Blu-ray player. It's just it's just running some old hardware. So I'm probably going to replace it with a PlayStation.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the PlayStation 3s, I think, were, like, the first affordable Blu-ray players a lot of people had. And then. Uh, the Xbox now. And, and, you know, what's really sad is, you know, we're big. Like, I'm moving to digital. You're already big in digital. 1080 um, is great, but it's hard to find 4K digital things uh, uh-huh. in, in the Apple ecosystem that we, we both live in. So, um, yeah, but I mean, you get the Blu ray version. I think it comes with a digital copy anyway. So, yeah. Um, maybe hopefully knock on wood you can cash that in and, and have yeah. both there so
0: yeah but I, I would recommend people out there give it a watch if they haven't seen it yet people usually put that in like the top three theatrical batman movies that's like that's how that's how good it is so don't just think oh just because it's animated it can't be badass
1: well i mean a lot of people do love the dc animated stuff as well so i think mm-hmm. that might have been where it kicked off from so uh, i'm I'm not i'm one of those people who haven't watched it so Mike mm-hmm. mike's definitely talking directly to me and nobody else at this point. <laughs> time so maybe i'll get to it i don't know we'll see uh watchman the movie have you ever seen that mike you, uh yeah i've seen it okay cool well they're making it into a tv series that will be going to hbo
0: whoa that's cool i like that yeah
1: i believe we <laughs> talked about this when it was first announced um that we're making a tv series and that, that makes more sense it's a 13 episode book and judging by the way they every channel treats tv shows now it's much easier to tell them in the episodic content and do better with uh-huh. it than to you know try to put it into a movie form, and we already have the movie form from Zack Snyder, uh, as we know. That's how he got his in in with DC there. Yeah, but, <laughs> but he was also supposed to be a producer on this TV show, but he is also since due to the families have taken a step back off this TV series for HBO. So um, HBO will be making a Watchmen series without Zack Snyder attached to it.
0: That's all right. I mean, I think I think regardless. I mean, I I legitimately like the the Watchmen movie. I I've never read the graphic novel, so I can't really pick it apart and try to compare it to um, uh, Neil Gaiman's original work, which I've I've heard is great. So I'm not gonna. No, no, I'm not no. Gonna Al- say he-
1: Alan Moore, I believe it's Alan Moore. Oh, I thought it was Neil Gaiman. No, 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 no. Oh, anyway. Yeah. I'm sure sorry, there's people yeah. out there freaking out right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Alan Moore. Um, Neil Gaiman did American Gods. I, I'm oh, that, sure. yeah, I'm getting.
0: Yeah, I'm just getting confused right now. I yeah. think I meant to say that. But anyway, I, I think it's fine going forward with no no Snyder. I mean, we already have a movie version. So if you're going to make a TV version, you might as well just, you know, reboot it from fresh, get some new creative look in there. You know, I don't need a Snyder version of the TV show because we got the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make sense maybe if they're going to try to tell a different story and to kind of contend it continue the universe with the same actors but sounds like it's going to be like a fresh reboot on hbo that sounds awesome because it can be dark and brutal and if it's on hbo it's going to be good because hbo really cranks out good work so i'm I, i'm excited about this
1: yeah i mean after game of thrones is done they need to work on their next big thing so uh-huh. um i think Watchmen is what they're maybe might be putting their their stock into and like i said they don't have to tell one episode or like one episode for each book or book in the series they could take You know, and do several episodes for each one, and really break them down and and show more that the book maybe doesn't see. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm excited for the Watchmen series. I like—I think I like the idea more than the movie, if I was to be honest. So, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a weird Fantastic Four rumor going around here, and I (laughs) think—yeah, give it to me. (laughs) So, I think I'm gonna kind of maybe put an asterisk beside this later because the rumor is that there's a Fantastic Four movie coming out that's focused on the Richards children. sue and reed have a kid um valeria and um franklin richards who uh franklin richards is supposedly like the most powerful mutant in the comic universe like he creates whole universes just by thinking about them kind of thing um and that this movie is supposed to focus on them but also have like the thing and ben the thing and johnny storm as side characters like as they learn no. about their powers or something like that. No. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, when this came out <laughs> two days later, a comic book teaser came out showing the Fantastic Two with Ben Grimm and, and Johnny Storm. And I think this is more tied to the comic announcement. And a lot of people know. got very, very confused. And were like, oh my God, there's a Fantastic Four movie announcement. We got to... Everything's Fantastic Four's movie announcements. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> so, so someone probably heard this rumor rumbling through the office or through a, through a thin wall and just assumed that they were talking about a movie. But yes. even if that, let's just let's just uh, for a second just think about what that would be like, and I think that would be a bad idea because you got to make a good Fantastic Four movie first before you start doing side characters.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, even like even then, like they are they've been well known characters, but like. Nobody in the public mind knows who Franklin and Valeria their their children are, mm-hmm. and, and and they're not even I guess I mean they are cool but like you got like just to give us a regular Fantastic Four movie that's good like you said give us <laughs> a regular one that's fine don't 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 try to jump yeah. into any hoops or do anything special just make a good one yeah let and let Marvel make it in like 2020 <laughs> yeah yeah well I mean whatever they want to do let, let them do it so that that's that's cool but I mean this is a rumor I'm gonna chalk as misguided and someone was overhyped and in the internet before they actually looked at what was happening. So, so no, no panics, no alarms, no alarms. All right, good. Uh, we also have a, a weird Inhumans teaser poster that has just dropped on the internet as of today, right before this. Mm-hmm. I want to put, I got really excited when I saw this, but I also want to put a, an asterisk is no official site has shared this yet. Oh, okay. Neither IMAX nor ABC has shared this poster anywhere so i'm gonna cross i'm gonna mark it as maybe fan made uh, possibly before before our, we we break into it so fan made because this is weird showing the chunked like broken off city of atalan floating in, in space here Mm-hmm. whenever we were told that it was going to be on the blue area of the moon
0: yeah because it makes me think uh if they're gonna put it kind of like a floating city somewhere it makes me think that they're gonna establish maybe another dimension where it lives which wouldn't be a, a far reach we kind of saw ghost Rider in the last season kind of jumping between like a dark dimension I don't remember exactly what it was called but you know they're kind of establishing that that exists out there at least within the TV realm of uh, of knowledge so it, it wouldn't be too hard to believe
1: yeah I mean I don't I don't know if it I mean it's another dimension because the floating city exists in the comic books but it, the city was torn off of the moon first. Like, mm-hmm. the city was on the moon, and then it was torn off the moon. It was a floating city. Uh, this just looks weird. Um, I, I don't know where it is. But, I mean, Asgard floats like this on a rock as well. So, my something that brought th- this to my attention was also at the end of S.H.I.E.L.D. this year. Um, are, you, are you caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D., Mike? Yes, I am. At the end, Coulson wakes up in space and looks out through a window. Mm-hmm. And there's a blue nebula out in the distance. Well, what if that blue nebula is kind of related to this? Yeah, possibly. Because and in- Inhumans isn't tied to S.H.I.E.L.D., but S.H.I.E.L.D. could be tied in Inhumans a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, sorry, yeah, but yeah, go ahead. But I, I was going to say, you were
0: talking about this being fan-made, at least from my graphic designer's eye, uh, the September 1st that is nested under the logo of IMAX is not center aligned. and if I was making this, and, and if I was being paid by Marvel a lot of money to do... Uh, do graphics works uh, i would make sure that September first was center aligned under imax so maybe this is a uh, fan made so i'll we'll have to
1: wait and see i'd also say i believe the the resolution is, is piss poor because marvel's not red uh it's like like the, like they're missing red around it kind of there in mm-hmm. the middle yeah um and that hashtag doesn't do anything so mm-hmm. I, i'm i really for fuck's sake hope this is fan made but like, I just I'm just disappointed. I it's it's intriguing if you look at the left side, but when you look at the right side, you're like, some fan made this, and now they're they're running with it. So
0: yeah, you best not try to pass that fake crap in front of us, people. Yeah, yeah, we, you we got, got an got humans
1: the... fan and, and a graphic designer. <laughs> we got
0: this. Got that. Like. We got that. Eye of Agamotto. We're looking at this stuff now. exactly.
1: Something that I do have I like, and I think you're gonna like better than the official release is this Black Panther banner coming up for San Diego Comic Con. Uh, Ooh, that looks cool. Which shows the Black Panther with the logo. Um, I believe that might be an older logo, but the mask, in like a looks like it's kind of drawn out and highlighted where the vibranium is on his mask.
0: Yeah, I love that. Looks cool. So,
1: um, I mean, San Diego's coming. Comic Con's coming around the corner. I believe this is at the Convention Center, where where it is. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of these, Mike. But I mean, if you see it, it, that poster, pick one up for me.
0: It makes me think since we got a black panther trailer really not long ago and it was an awesome trailer it seems a little too soon to get another one as soon as july so maybe at hall h if you if anybody's lucky enough to be in there it seems like a good opportunity to bring out the cast show everybody the cast of black panther because they're not going to have a chance to get to comic con next year because their movie will have already been out so they'll probably bring out the cast. Everyone will cheer when they see Michael B. Jordan Bozeman. and Chadwick Boseman. They'll probably talk about the movie f- for a short amount of time because, you know, they only have so much time in that Marvel panel. And then they'll probably show footage to the crowd that we won't be privileged to see. Mm-hmm. It probably won't be another trailer, but it might be like a scene from the movie, like a, a, a short clip or something like that. So uh, I hope we get some reports on that because, you know, if they're going to the, the effort of putting up banners, uh, that means that they're going to be talking about it for sure.
1: Yeah, there's also a Thor Ragnarok banner floating around out there as well, but it's the same as the, the poster we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think a lot of people bitched about that one as much as the the Black Panther one with the floating yeah, head.
0: <laughs> I, I would guess that uh, a, a Thor Ragnarok trailer would be in store for sure for Comic-Con because that first one we got, technically speaking, was titled teaser trailer, which I think all anybody needs to, see, to be convinced to see this movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if in July we get an official Thor
1: Ragnarok I, first trailer. I think we're going to get it for Spider-Man, buddy. I think when spider-man homecoming lands we're gonna get that thor oh uh, you first got thor some
0: trailer. you got some high hopes there buddy i would disagree we'll have to wait and see yeah
1: i i just i think so because the way well sony market shit horribly so i mean we can't really go by what they did with spider-man <laughs> but um but yeah so that's what i'm hoping for but there's some black panther banner if you see that poster out there might pick one up for me you know, and, i'll just tear it off the light post
0: for you yeah exactly <laughs> so
1: go with that um, another Marvel movie that we don't talk about a lot Because there's not a lot of information on it right now is Ant-Man and the Wasp mm. There's uh, The director Peyton Reed has taken online To tease a new announcement says stay tuned uh, We okay. don't know what it is um, Nothing really tied to it But we did get confirmation that the composer from the original Christoph, Christoph Beck is returning And I did All not right. know that he actually wrote <laughs> music for Frozen as well
0: Oh, cool! I mean, I know it's uh, against the uh, the popular culture out there, at least for nerds. But I liked Frozen, <laughs> but I I don't have any sort of little nieces and nephews that inundated we with the movie uh, like millions of times. So yeah, well, he didn't. Cool. He didn't write like the annoying songs. He wrote more like <laughs> nothing with words. The score. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think this little tease announcement is going to be?
1: Well, I believe they're going to announce. I, filming's got to start soon. It comes out next year. I think mm-hmm. they'll probably give us our first poster, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, or something. I, I honestly don't know. Maybe another Cassie announcement of who's playing actually the mother of, of uh, Evangeline Lily's character.
0: I wonder if maybe the announcement, because what's what's the one thing that we don't know about Ant-Man yet when it comes to the structure of a movie is we don't know who the antagonist is. So I, maybe we'll get, like, a little hint of, like... Oh, this is gonna be the bad guy, or maybe since Marvel movies like to do this now, maybe we'll get a a third hero in the movie from the Avengers, like maybe like uh, Falcon Falcon. is gonna stop by, or or, or maybe um, or maybe a Hawkeye will pop in into the movie or something like that.
1: Yeah, there is. They have a, a cast. Um, the actress Hannah John Carmen we talked about a couple weeks ago as a mystery role, but uh-huh. I, I I think she's not she's not uh, she's a younger actress, so I don't think she's the mother. But like I think it's casting announcements. I I would I would agree with you. Something casting related this early well, in the game.
0: Well, we're going to be talking about this moment this momentarily, but since Spider-Man and Homecoming is sharing universes with the MCU, maybe we maybe uh Oscorp somehow is incorporated into Ant-Man because you know Ant-Man's all about this like technology and um you know uh, what was uh what was the technology firm in Ant Man one? P- uh, why can't P- I think? Tech? Yeah, Pim Pim. Yeah, Pim particles. Uh, maybe it'll be like Pim versus Osborne or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Two te- tech giants going at it, and you have to get these little guys in between to solve the problems.
1: An ant and a spider, solve <laughs> solve yeah. figuring out. Yeah, there you th- go. Th- th- he just needs to get invest in raid as well. I was <laughs> in too. So there's that. Uh, I think this is going to be another little conversation we have here, Mike. A new photo behind the scenes photo from Avengers Infinity War. Is showing some of the cast, uh, mm-hmm. the Beard Brothers, as they called it, the Beard Bros, and the, the Science Bros, and Wong. So, <laughs> uh, so it looks like they're having lunch uh, on set between filming Infinity War. Uh, this is not a Lacroix ad, despite what you <laughs> may think, or however you, is it Lacroix? LaCroix?
0: I I think that's how you say okay, it. Good. Yeah, Lacroix.
1: Yeah. So, but we have Benedict Cumberbatch, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, and I believe Benedict Wong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. We're gonna go to these left or right. Benedict Cumberbatch is in a blue looks like a fighter suit for a Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. Like it it looks tactical. It's a very like um very much not as ornate as like the big red cape and like stuff. It looks like he's about to go do some like like throw down some spells.
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like when you get a team of people together and they're about to go out and fight Thanos, they kind of need to put on maybe some high tech gear.
1: Yeah, it's a very, very slender, very blue, very dark blue. I like it. I'm going to be honest. I really like the dark blue with it. (laughs) I think uh, the comic book recently has has taken to the blue as well. Mm -hmm. Secondly, probably the biggest thing here is Robert Downey Jr. with uh, looks like as under under his um, suit. Yeah, his armor, armor, Under Armour,
0: which literally could be the brand Under
1: Armour. It's like a little black uh, latex suit. Well, normally Under Armour would put their logo right in the middle of the shirt, Mike, but we can't tell because there's a hole cut in the middle of it. Yes. If Robert Downey Jr., who plays Tony Stark, has a hole cut in the middle of his shirt, what would go there? Well, it would be an arc Hmm.
0: reactor, which is very confusing uh, because he got that thing removed in the third movie, which has still not been explained to me fully where I appreciate why it's been removed. Because if he was able to remove that arc reactor so easily, why didn't he do it in the first movie? Why didn't he do it in the second movie? Why didn't he do it in in Avengers? Why did he wait until his third movie to remove the arc reactor?
1: Because of the extremis virus that heals people.
0: they never really explained that and then they shoehorn that that weird like Chinese addition to the movie in the Chinese release that people were even confused about it, it, it was never it, even if it was eloquently explained in some weird way it did, didn't make it on the screen. He for did me.
1: It, he said I used this to, he, to to remove it because it heals yourself <sighs>
0: whatever I don't like it it's dumb um, but why is it why is it back in there though I think there's some other images circling around Twitter where he's in like a plain white t-shirt where you see the arc reactor kind of peeking out from underneath there, too. So, you know, at first it kind of makes you think, oh, is it possibly like a flashback? But no, I don't really think Not they that would many flashbacks. go to all that work. But um, but he's got this suit with a hole in it, so does he need to put it back in? Does the extremist virus, like, stop working and need to put it back in there?
1: I don't know. Well, I'm thinking... Uh, we have a uh, plenty of options here. Something mm-hmm. if something happens. Uh, if if a similar incident happened to him again, I'd be like, that's bullshit. Like uh-huh. you're not gonna get two things where you get shrapnel that close to your heart. <laughs> um, the time gym might play a huge part of this. Uh, oh yeah, maybe. Like you know, you have to like re like making them relive certain parts of their lives that were like horrible or like define them over and over again. Or Or maybe the time
0: gem can specifically be targeted to just parts of the body. So maybe Thanos or whatever bad guy is holding the time gem at the time uh, has done some research on Tony Stark. Because, you know, he's a very public figure. Everybody knows all about him. Uh, Maybe he's like, oh, I know that you got this thing removed. Let's see what happens when I take your chest back in time where uh, you don't have it anymore. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: that, I like that idea, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Space Google would tell you Tony Stark has a arc reactor <laughs> in his chest. I
0: think they got, I think they got Google out there. Yeah, so they got, they got Zunes. So
1: yeah, and then lastly, we have the Hulk and Wong, and they don't really have anything given away other than the fact they're eating lunch together. So, um, but the first two, I mean, I, the, the arc reactor is going to be so interesting. I, I'm very there are a lot of questions for Infinity War, but you know what? I don't have about Infinity War. What's that? Fear. Like, I'm, I'm looking so forward to it. Like, I can't. Well, that's good. I can't even, um, you know, tell you how excited I am for it. So. <laughs> you literally can't even, Chris. I can't even. It's so I'm so odd. I can't even right now. So <laughs> so take a look at that and tell us what you think of, of, of maybe your theory and how he got the chest reactor back. Uh, move along to Spider-Man Homecoming. We are less than two weeks away from Spider-Man Homecoming, Mike. Can you believe that? Yeah, boy. That? I'm excited! I can't believe that uh, I bought my tickets this week. Um, we we reported a couple weeks ago tickets are on sale, but I finally got mine um, this week. Uh, 7 p.m. IMAX a screening for it. Uh, there are officially two in credit scenes, like every other Marvel movie except Guardians two, which is fine. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Oh, they're gonna have they gotta have more now." I'm like, "No, Guardians made sense. They had a lot of characters to wrap up. Um, Spider Man just has one character, so um, always stay around for Marvel movies, right? Always." Uh-huh. Uh, we also got confirmation from Kevin Feige himself that the sequel Spider-Man: Homecoming two, whatever that will be, will be the first film after Avengers four on the the movie release schedule.
0: That's going to be a strong schedule, man. Wrapping up basically everything that uh, the MCU has been doing in that part two, and then hey, how about another fucking Spider-Man movie? I'm sure you guys will like that.
1: Yeah, um, I, I can't wait to to hear the reactions on reviews from this one a little bit and and you know give you ours in, in a couple of weeks but like it's uh it's here it's, it's coming and and we're, yeah. they're already working on the second one so well
0: it makes me wonder maybe if we're going to get an appearance from another hero in spider-man 2 just because if you're starting out the first one homecoming with an appearance of iron man it does seem weird that the sequel is just going to be just spider-man so maybe we'll get an appearance from another character maybe captain america will be uh Coming back to Brooklyn to visit?
1: Maybe uh, we don't know what the MCU landscape looks like after, um, you know, the the end of Infinity Avengers. Oh 4. yeah,
0: because I keep saying I think Captain America is going to die, so <laughs> that totally goes against that
1: theory. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. So I mean, I think they're going to leave us vague. They're going to leave us in the dark until then to let us know because uh, I think, I think you know, Kevin Feige said a lot of regular Marvel people will might be retired after this for a while. Mm-hmm. So. What that landscape looks like is going to be interesting. I don't think we're going to learn about it this year, but I think next year uh, we will hear more about it at uh, San Diego Comic Con. So maybe I get out there for that one, Mike. Maybe I get out there for that one finally. Yes, please. And also, right now, this is confirmed by both Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal that Spider-Man is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Only Spider-Man. She <laughs> when she said everything, she was referring to the comic book universe, and it got all jumbled. So whatever. Only spider Man's in the Marvel making Venom, them, they're not in there. At least not that they – and they said never say never. but Yeah, I mean I don't know. I think maybe this is
0: just a Kevin Feige trying to control what's been out there in the world. Like he obviously he wants to keep things secret. So even if she did let something slip, maybe Kevin was just like, hey, dial that back. We're not ready to announce that yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean who knows? But I mean they'd say – as of right now, no one has to worry that this venom movie, that again nobody asked for, that they keep threatening us with, will exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just Spider-Man. So we don't have to <laughs> figure out how to shoehorn him in there, right? So yeah, so that's good. And lastly, I did uh, see the cast list for Spider-Man: Homecoming, and I just got to say, I know who the voice of the spider suit AI is, and okay. it's not spoiler. <laughs> it's not spoilerific, but I, I got. It's gonna take. It's Jennifer Connelly. Uh-huh. Uh, who's actually married to Paul Bettany in real life, who played the voice of Jarvis?
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. So I
1: had to throw that out there. I'm like, that's a that's a fun fact. That's that's a very fun fact. Um, also, reviews go up. I think on Thursday of this week, so avoid the internet. Stay away yes. from the internet. Don't you're gonna get ruined if you click on anything that says Spider Man. This Spider Man. That. So just mm-hmm. stop clicking on Spider Man, people. You're gonna ruin. Absolutely. Have, have some self control. goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just black blacklist Rotten Tomatoes until it's all done, and then yeah. and then you can go back there. So that that's good. Speaking of Venom, uh, we did get confirmation this week also that Carnage is the main villain in the. Venom movie, even though it's set in the, the Sony Marvel universe, Carnage is the villain there. What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, when you think about Venom, you think about Carnage. They're both symbiotes. So, you know, they 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 both like are antagonists to each other. Venom can kind of sometimes be the anti-hero. Carnage is literally insane. Because uh, what was it, Katie Cassidy? That's underneath C- uh, the that Carnage.
1: Not Katie um, Cletus. Cletus, Cletus. Cletus. That's
0: right. Uh, so, you, you know, you got a, literally a crazy person in there, so that that makes sense, but it's like we haven't even had Venom to be set up to be a bad guy yet, so how does he redeem himself to become the antihero to fight Carnage? And then we've only had one depiction of the symbiote on, on screens, and that was in Spider-Man 3, which we all know did not pan out very well so they just got a lot of work to do in this movie to kind of set up the symbiote how it works oh hey there's another one out there it's red it's carnage and like I, you brought up a really great point uh, a few weeks ago is it, how do we have Venom doing like the Spider-Man webbing when it's never originally touched Spider-Man? So how do you get those kind of incorporated in there? You know, and Venom has that kind of classic kind of white patterned eye around his face, which was kind of attributed and taken from spider man suit. So, I don't know, maybe uh, Eddie Brock or whoever, I don't remember whoever Venom's supposed to be in this movie, puts on the symbiote, maybe he hates Spider-Man, maybe he secretly loves Spider-Man, looks at his suit on a poster and changes himself to look like it. I don't know. There's lots of shit to get worked on in this movie, man.
1: But, but hopefully <laughs> my goal is that they don't, they don't give us a backstory. We don't need an origin story for Venom. Just jump mm-hmm. into it. Um, maybe, maybe that's where it is. Also, there's a series lately called Agent Venom, mm-hmm. um, where Venom has been... The, is like a militarized suit and uh, yeah. it's given mm. to uh, Flash Thompson who was technically in the Marvel one but he doesn't have to be in this one or like Eddie Brock who's a war veteran who's lost a leg and he can activate and use the suit like tactically for like an hour at a time so mm. um, I think that would be interesting to see so you know uh, in the Ultimate Universe also Venom is a um, a cure for cancer an accidental cure for cancer, like they're trying to cure cancer and they create the Venom symbiote on accident. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's several ways they could go with it. That's not the, his traditional origin. But I don't think we need a huge origin story for Venom because a lot of people are like, he's a black gooey guy, who's a bad guy? Cool, got it. <laughs> black, black gooey guy, there you go. So I think I I think can skip the origin on it. But there's Venom for you. But also in the Sony Marvel Universe, there are two other characters who got name dropped this week as getting films, maybe their own films, maybe a film together, but Craven and Mysterio... May finally make it to the big screen in this Sony Marvel Universe.
0: Why do they keep putting them in their own movies? Like, the best part about these villains... Is when they're interacting with heroes that we love. Like I'm sure at some point in time you can put villains in a movie and have a fun time. But if we haven't gotten to know them yet, if we haven't fell in love with them yet, like what's the point? Like the whole the like if someone like pitched to you like oh I'm, we're gonna do like a comic book series like a limited run where we just follow the villains and we get to learn about them deeper and like where they come from. Yeah, that's a cool idea because these characters have been in the comic books for decades and we've gotten familiar with them. But like the first outing in a in a movie. I've wanted Mysterio in a Spider-Man movie for the longest time because he's such a cool character, and there's so many different things he could do with his powers. Put him in a Spider-Man movie. I don't want him in his own movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, I think everyone, everyone wants Mysterio. I don't think anyone knows how to write Mysterio well um, in a movie, and thankfully they haven't just tried to shoehorn him in here. But what, uh, what does this mean? I mean, we've got the Black Cat, Silver Sable, our Black and Silver movie, Venom movie, maybe a Kraven, maybe a Mysterio movie, maybe a Sinister Six movie. Maybe they'll f- finally do that, like they keep, you know, again, threatening to do to us.
0: It kind of seems like they wrote all the Spider Man characters on pieces of paper and put them in a hat and then just started pulling them out. Like, uh, Mysterio and Craven. Uh, okay, they're going to be in a movie together. It, Who's next? It's
1: Mysterio <laughs> and Craven in the kitchen with the lead pipe kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. That, that's how they're doing this. But I don't know. I don't have any other information on those. But, I mean, hopefully they can finally. Do something with them that we, you know, finally bring them to life instead of saying, "Hey, we're gonna do this," and then never doing it. Because uh, the end of Amazing Spider-Man two, they they said they're gonna bring those characters around, and they never got to that Sinister Six movie. So there's that. Jurassic World two has an official title finally, uh, with uh-huh. the falling or with Falling Kingdom, Jurassic World Falling Kingdom, and we got our first look here, and it's you know it's very very traditional. Jurassic World logo, the T-Rex, Fallen Kingdom, Uh Life Finds a Way, spoken by Jeff Goldblum in in his finest moments uh, in in the first Jurassic Park, who is coming back for this one as well, Uh and uh, is coming out next June, a whole year away, and also, I did see an image online earlier, the Jurassic Park Ford Escapes are coming back to this one. (laughs) Uh, We've seen the Jeeps several times, but the original Ford Escapes, I believe, that were on the tracks in the first one. -hmm. So, do you think they're going when they say Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Where do you think they're going?
0: Okay, so it's hard to believe that there's another park out there. So, so far in every movie, it's been a park. The first movie was the original park, and the second movie, it was like a research island.
1: Yeah, it was where all the dinosaurs were born.
0: Yeah, but technically, I consider that a park just because it was under the same organization. Well, it was the
1: end of it brought them to the park they were building in America.
0: Yeah, and then in the third movie, they 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 go back to another park or research facility. I don't remember exactly what it was. Third, but it the, was third, also, the third
1: one went back to the first island.
0: Yeah, but it was you know it was built by humans and everything. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic World was another park. So this makes me think that like dinosaurs have somehow escaped and and inhabited a wild like island or something like that, or just like a peninsula or something like that. Actually, yeah, that'd be a cool idea. What if it was a peninsula? What if they had all of these dinosaurs? Um, basically isolated to this island except for this one giant wall that they had to build and you kind of get that whole political irony of like walls and stuff in a movie and uh, so you have like these humans and this military that are in charge of protecting this wall and keeping the dinosaurs from getting out but maybe there's like some sort of like you know, Doctrine or Greenpeace thing that says, oh, we just can't straight up kill these dinosaurs because they're living things or something like that. So that might be kind of cool. I mean, I'm trying to decipher this poster. The only kind of locale I get from this is that there seems to be maybe palm trees at the very bottom of this kind of stone logo. So maybe they're still in a tropical setting. I don't exactly see skyscrapers hidden in there anywhere, so... That's that's my guess. A peninsula. We're gonna mix it up and go from island to peninsula. <laughs> well, okay,
1: I mean, that's that's a good take. I'm gonna look at this a little more like this is a weathered logo. Like this uh-huh. I think believe this is the original logo, but it's weathered and broken down. Like it's been twenty years since like maybe someone looked at this logo, which mm-hmm. makes me think if they're getting Jeff Goldblum, they're using an old logo. They're going back to the first park. They're going uh, No <laughs> There's something on that first island, they gotta go back to the first island for some reason. Um, hopefully it's not to hunt animals or something like that but uh, I, they got Chris Pratt back and, and Jeff Goldblum I don't know how they're gonna react I don't know what they're doing we, we don't know what's happening the original director like you said earlier had like a Spanish horror themed kind of element to it but they, they're not doing that we don't know but it's called Fallen Kingdom which I think is a, a, an appropriate Jurassic World title if they had to I'm, get one, so.
0: you heard it from me first. Peninsula. Pen- that's that's <laughs> Peninsula. There we go. Jurassic World Two. Peninsula.
1: Isla, Isla Nublar Peninsula. Something. Something. Like that. And lastly, I did go see Transformers the last. <laughs> yes, you did. Unfortunately. Uh, so I, I was hoping that the fifth movie was you know like like the Fast and Furious was back to back to its roots, back to the, the, mm-hmm. the greatest. it th- To be honest, it's not. Um, <laughs> but it's not the worst of the five. Thankfully, I got this was a lot. But I'm going to have to tell you, from a filmmaker's point of view, as someone who edits movies daily, do you know what an aspect ratio is when you watch a movie, yes. Mike?
0: Y- yes, I do. I'm familiar. So, 16
1: by 9 is, is usually what they
0: use, I well, think. Well,
1: 16 by 9's televisions, they're a little wider in theaters. I think it's like mm-hmm. a 2.35 to 1. Either way, it's how much how wide the screen is, right, and how much of the mm-hmm. screen's full. When you go watch an IMAX movie, it fills up the whole frame, top to bottom. hmm an example is when we watch Civil War, the airport scene is filmed entirely in IMAX. So you see everything at the airport. Yeah. The rest of it is a regular, I think, 2.35 by 1 ratio. The way they filmed the Transformers last night, they every scene, every shot, not even scenes, every shot was a different aspect ratio, Mike. <laughs> Whether, so <laughs> you're talking to someone, they flip it over the, the, their shoulder, it's taller. They go back oh, to the God. other person. It's shorter. Back to the What other are they person, doing? Taller. They cut away <laughs> to some action. It's even a different size. Like it's in the middle. I was so confused by like who <laughs> looks – they just didn't – whoever edited this didn't do a good job. They didn't pay that guy enough to edit this movie. They threw everything <laughs> at him and he was like, well, this works. Whatever. And I just – I can't say from a filmmaker's point of view how piss poor that was. But I will have to give them credits on their... Like, this is spoilers, people, so... But I can't spoil Transformers for you. It just happens anyway. (laughs) They do give Optimus Prime's eyes different colors in the trailers than what really happens in the movie. Uh Uh-huh. So they hid hid a lot of stuff very well in the trailers. Like, I thought I had it pinpointed. No, they didn't. So, congratulations to them (laughs) for that. But from the editing point of view, it just sucked.
0: Yeah, I mean, since I don't really care about this franchise, I seeked out, like, spoiler reviews online to see what people were talking about. It seems like there's kind of an interesting twist towards the end of the movie. There's not. Uh, uh, <laughs> according to you, it's not interesting, but I, I've heard some people say that. So I guess maybe if people wanted something out of the movie, they could look forward to that at the end, but I, I'm not exactly running out to see this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like if you've seen – I saw the other ones in theaters, so it's kind of more of a tradition for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take take one of my friends and, and just go zone out, but like, uh, it, there were a lot of bad jokes. I just kind of let land in this, and they <laughs> did, they could have cut them out. But like, I I've never groaned probably so hard to movie theater so many bad oh. jokes. I heard Mark Wahlberg gets like a sword, so it, he, he does get a sword. That's in some of the trailers. Anthony Hopkins um, is he's pretty good in it. Actually, I like him. Feels like he carried over his Westworld character into this one uh so he's really fun his little robot he has with him cogman is interesting it feels like michael bay's really leaving because he showcased off locations from the other four stupid movies in there <laughs> i wanted more transformers there's a scene where they show uh decepticons they have in prison uh-huh and there's done like the suicide squad intro <laughs> with like text underneath them and they freeze frame them and like they're doing something stupid so that's really – there are dumb parts and and there are good, like, good character parts, like characters I like watching. But all in all, don't go to the theaters for this.
0: <laughs> well, I'm hoping Michael Bay skips whatever next Transformer movie is he's, on the horizon. He says
1: he's out, but he said that for the last three. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure Let's, it out
0: i've heard people recommend him for the top gun movie that's coming out the sequel mm-hmm. i'd be okay with him making a top gun sequel
1: uh, he does he does good stuff i mean pain and gain i didn't think i would like pain and gain nearly as much as i did but i really enjoyed that and he had i think it was the rock and mark Wahlberg in that one yeah um bad boys everyone loves the bad boys movies um i believe he did the first the rock with nicholas cage and yeah that.
0: he he's got good stuff in him yeah he does
1: <laughs> Transformers is not for him, and uh, you know Hasbro and Universal need to rain some stuff in. But the next I, one, I will.
0: I'll admit that first. I like the first Transformers movie. The first Transformers movie is a decent flick.
1: Yeah, and, and by the time you get to this one, it's just a, an ad for all the Hasbro toys they're making, <laughs> and they don't need to do that. But I, I think the next one's the Bumblebee spinoff movie. Uh, uh, um, which has been likened to uh, the, the Iron Giant because it's set uh, in the 80s. So can't groan anymore. <laughs> if you wanted el- enough buzzwords there uh, to make you like that movie, <laughs> that would be it. So, But I, yeah, I'm just... I can't recommend this one, but I definitely didn't hate hate it. Uh, the last one I hated, Transformers 4. When I saw it in theaters, I was mad by the time I <laughs> I don't know any time I've ever been mad in a theater other than that one, so I was just pissed off. This one, eh, not so much. It was just kind of groan-worthy. It's like... Uh, you tried, but you didn't succeed. The other one's like, We're trying to make you mad. So <laughs> that's it. So that's that's my Transformers review. Like you don't need to see it, but yeah, whatever. So and that's also the end of our news for the week, Mike. Anything anything else you want to throw in there? You got any last minute news? I think that's
0: it. I think that hundred and five degree temperature from outside is starting to seep into this room. So Yes. <laughs> so
1: before we, we jump into where we can find you at, we just go ahead and say next week we're taking the weekend off. We're, yes, we're
0: doing it. It'll be it'll be our summer vacation. Go out and enjoy the uh, the weather, or stay inside, whatever you want to do. Uh, maybe if you've planned things out correctly, you've you, you're having like an extra long weekend. Maybe you took taken Monday off, so I did. enjoy your. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So enjoy your long weekends if you got them, and just just have a just have a good uh, just have a good summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, enjoy it. Uh, go catch up on maybe some movies you haven't watched yet, if you can. Hit a matinee up, you know, if if you're worried yeah. about it, and do that. But. Uh, we will we'll be we'll be gone next week, and then we'll be returning with our Spider-Man: Homecoming spoiler cast and our regular news the following week.
0: Yeah, we'll be back in full force. Don't you worry. Yes. So if
1: you see Spider-Man, you want to write us your thoughts on it. Uh, we'll definitely be reading them uh, when we, we do the review. So, but in the meantime, Mike, people want to know what you're up to this summer. Like maybe you know what, you, what, how you're keeping cool in 105 temperatures. Where can they find <laughs> that? Out?
0: Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at PickledComics.com. Chris, if people want to know what you're up to, always winning, you're like literally getting free pop vinyls now and winning them. If people want to see those, where can they follow you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N, and um, I'll post most stuff there. So you can do that. You can read my stuff on Comic UI, uh, listen to the old show Film Side Chats, or subscribe to the dnn on youtube where all my videos uh for them come through so hell yeah got a lot of stuff and and this is someone's first time listening to the show mike we have a ton of other backlogs where we've been wrong about lots of stuff where can (laughs) they find those at
0: well, as always, please visit superhero slate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues that we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to click all these links and the things that we were talking about on the show and you don't want to hunt them down, just visit the website at superhero slate.com. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can get us right in your email inbox every week. And you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can pick up some Superhero Slate shirts at superhero slate.com slash store. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That is really helpful. We love that kind of interaction. And if you're a fan of the show, all you gotta do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. Asterisks except for next except week. Except for next week, yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's
1: a bold statement after what we just said. But yeah, so yeah. Uh, you can still listen to us next week. We got we got plenty of spoiler casts to go back and revisit. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, we'll do that. But until then, I guess we'll see you uh, in two weeks, people. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.
0: Gotta get that B-roll, son.
1: Gotta get that B-roll.